You have to not care what anyone else says. You have to believe in yourself and who it is you want to be, what it is you want to become or where you want to get to and align as much of your life into being that person and believing in that. We've all got uh, magic in our hands, in our existence. My name is Steve Gilman, and for decades I've been helping brands engage with their audiences. On this podcast, we'll connect the dots in the fast-paced world of branding by talking with entrepreneurs, leaders, and marketers on the front lines of telling brand stories. So my guest today is Bryn Kenny. Bryn is one of the top professional poker players in the world and currently sits on top of the Hendon's all-time money list with total earnings in the neighborhood of, I think, about $56 million. So he's been very, very successful. He also currently holds the record for the largest single payout in a live tournament at the Trident Millions event. So Bryn has a very interesting and very different career for, for our podcast, and uh, we're really lucky to have him here today. Hey, Bryn. Hey, how's it going, Steve? Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been quite an experience for sure in like life from pl- playing cards, you know, playing magic cards before playing poker and then really getting hooked to poker and just getting everything into it. You know, you, you can't become, I don't think, the best at anything unless you really put everything into it because other people want it too. It's like you have to prove to yourself and to everything that you want it more for whatever those reasons are. And I just had a strong, a stronger fire, I guess, to, to do that because as opposed to thinking in terms of you know, what is it going to do for myself? It's like, you know, I'm so close to my family. It's like, you know, what's it going to do for my family? I want to, you know, retire my dad. I want everyone else to be comfortable and see myself strong enough to be able to fight fight for everyone. Dude, that's great. So how did you get started in this? I know you, you had told me a little bit about a different card game you started in. Can you tell a little bit about that? We were at a family picnic and I must have been... 11 or 12 and my cousin uh who owned the card shop he brought these starter decks of uh of magic the gathering the game is called i guess i came back with from i'm oh i want this to my mom i mean other than poker it's probably the best game that's been made because you could have a very little understanding just like poker and have fun doing it as long as you're playing with people who are on that same level and it's really fun varied there's variance involved with it but just like a lot of skill which which is also like poker i think making making poker the best game because anyone could beat anyone on a given day which doesn't really exist anywhere else versus let's say one of the best in the world you would lose you know every chess match every sports game every every game versus the person who's the best unless if it ha- it incorporates that nice amount of variance, which really p- makes poker so good. So I'm someone who just gets, I guess, hooked into things or I put, I put my, when I like something, I just, I remember writing in high being in class in high school and writing different deck lists for magic because I started really playing it a lot. I, when I was 13, 14, 15, my mom driving me to Friday night magic and playing in some small tournaments and going into the city sometimes. And I guess I just love the, the competition. I like to play against other people who think they're great or put in work into the craft. And I like competing against, 
against those people and for nothing more than the competition. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's funny because um, in you catch me in a normal day, I'm not very competitive in things, but then like throw me into something like poker or magic and I was very com competitive, very cocky at times when I was younger, for sure. When did you start to make the switch? When did you switch and decide, okay, I've gotten really good at magic? So I started playing poker for fun, I'd probably say at 16 in uh, like my grandpa's backyard playing small sit and goes with a few friends from high school and just gambling a bit and then started playing on stars poker stars all day every day by by seven by 17 i was running a poker game uh, like a friday and saturday night poker game at someone's house at a at like a really nice house in this area what's it? brookville it's out on the island a bit they had a big house a game room in the basement so i was starting to play poker a bit and we just uh some of the people that i knew they drove to this guy's house who was having a game and when we get to the game there were only two people playing and they were like barely playing any hands it was a a boring it was a very boring game. the game was dead completely but i went up to the guy and said hey you know your place is perfect though with these two tables here there's a foosball foosball table a big couch an air hockey table can order like italian and pizza for the it was it was a nice setup that we made it was already like already i was showing like you know if i'm gonna run something it's gonna be top quality in all regard You've basically turned into a poker entrepreneur really young. Even like I was in I was in high school and the one time I ever got called into the principal's office actually was because the lunch attendant grabbed like uh, my book that I was uh, like taking sports bets in at like 14, 15 years old. And I, I never actually got paid by those people. It's like, you know, a few people owed me a bit of money. I don't think I collected from anyone. It was just, it was just like... It was an early case of like what happens in gambling. <laughs> you usually just don't get paid. <laughs> so you won your first big World Series of Poker bracelet in 2010. So at that point, was that like a really big deal for you? Because you'd certainly put in a ton of hours playing before that. Yeah, it was fun to celebrate something with your with your friends, like something that people see as like a as a milestone having a world series bracelet but for me i never really i never really saw like world series bracelet as as something super special it's more like what the tournament is like i don't need a trophy for it it's like you know you, i i always like to compete in the biggest games versus the best players like that's what gets me my juices like stirring for sure. So it was more for you. It was more about being able to share it with other people because it's a really solo sport in a lot of ways. Yeah, and th and that's really my whole poker career too. I would say it's like any milestone win that I had where money came to me, I would always, you know, help so many people or family, friends with it because. Yeah, that's what I get the most enjoyment out of. You know, when you win something, you want to share it with everyone who you love, who you care about. So if it's in a monetary way, then, you know, it's easy, easy. you know, the people who need some help or the good people that you know, or, and, and you learn as time goes on. I was, I was definitely very careless with my money when I was 
when I would build up money, because not with my money, I would always lose it. So it would be my money just for a temporary period of time. <laughs> so you had a lot of ups and downs when you first started, right? Oh, yeah. When, during my whole career, like uh, about, even in, 2000, in 2017, I, I won the most in the world that year. But uh, what it, it was all pretty much just to, to pay back for a bad business move that I did. And then in, in 2019, uh, when I won everything, so, you know, we're only talking two years ago, I started that year having to win some well, five, five and a half million or something just to get even with, you know, with no, no money, no assets and just, you know, an ability, I guess. And then you came back from that to win how much? Like 30 or something that year. Yeah, I barely played any tournaments and it was somewhere around 30. I just won literally everything. I think a lot of people watching this would wonder, how do you weather those storms? It's like you have to, you have to believe in yourself is the thing. Yeah, you have to not care what anyone else says. You have to believe in yourself and who it is you want to be, what it is you want to become or where you want to get to and align as much of your life into being that person and believing in that. So, you know, when you're at your bottom, bottomest points, it's very easy to, to call it, to, to become a victim essentially. And a lot of people wind up doing that, but you know, there's always a choice. And during this whole poker experience, you know, from going up and down, you learn and you understand that the, the only way you're really going to get yourself back to where you want to be or somewhere higher is if you believe in yourself, you accept everything that's ever happened and not have a negative thought or feeling about it. So you don't relive that past experience and just believe that you that you can. And if you believe that you can and keep moving in that direction and making those decisions to become that person or to get where you want to be, you know, you can make it happen. We've all got uh, magic in our hands, in our existence. It's all, it's only up to you or to us, like what we sign ourselves up for. And then if we have what it takes for what that actually means, because that's the whole thing. A lot of people, you can look at something and say that you want something, but really the important thing is to look at it and see all the positive and negatives that it means for your life. And before actually signing yourself up for that, really just accept all of that. Because, you know, if you want to get there, there's no way you can get there if you don't accept what it means. But if you're just at peace with what it means and you just keep moving forward, then you're, you can make it happen. That's pretty amazing. I mean, that's one of the things like when you and I had, had lunch not long ago, we were talking a little bit about just how, you know, being emotionally balanced and being able to be calm in the storms are so important. And, you know, you're a professional poker player, but I would think you're almost more of a philosopher sometimes, you know, when I talk to you. So how, how do you think that helps you play? Well, to be able to deal with emotions and not let things like feelings attach themselves to you and more try to just breathe through them and not allow them 
to become part of you. That's like, that's everything in every area because, you know, there's always ups and downs. I mean, I've had just more ups and downs on a higher or a bigger extreme than most people, but you can then just look at like in anyone's life like that and quantify similar types of ups and downs. And if you can deal with the uncomfortable situations and make the right decisions and really prove to yourself and to life that, you know, that you're a warrior, that, you know, you can get through something. And if you, if you can do that, that's translatable to everything. I've seen people also in the, in like the poker experience lose their minds too, because it's something that, you know, a lot of super intelligent people play and that whole variance factor and sometimes going on just a bad run that's out of your control when you have no guarantee for anything. So it's like, you know, for what I signed up for as a poker experience, I wouldn't recommend it to others because I just had that temperament to like accept what is and to just deal through whatever and really have that strong foundation of family which which kept me strong so it's like you know in in those scenarios where you feel like you know you're up to your head in the wall you're yeah you're just you're you're buried in all ways it's like you know you can choose to be that victim or you can find the driving force that you have inside of you and me it's like that driving force was always to be able to support my family and others and the people that I cared about. So it's like, you don't really have an op. The way I think of it is you don't really have an option if you really sign up to step up because then, then that there's only one way. And that's just, yeah, that's a personal cho choice by someone. And you could say that it's hard, but I think that hard, like, I, I don't even like the word really hard because it's like you set a barrier for yourself already before you even try like who says it's hard you know the mind is so powerful and if you gear it in a certain way and you connect it something that's to something that's the most important to you and you have that determination then what's really hard is just what you have to do and then you keep moving forward so it's like uh it's a different video game to sign up for and there's all different video games to sign up for in this life and I, I like the intent, the intense ones that test you to your whatever limits are, if those exist either. So do you feel like as you've been playing and your career has been going on that you're getting more resilient? Oh, for sure. Because for so I remember, I think it was in 2011 where I was really just running deep in every tournament and I kept having bad luck at the at the final stages of the tournaments and it was kind of surrounding me that i want i was getting deep in so many big tournaments so often in my mind playing so well and i would still be winning some things and getting by but i wouldn't really be winning that that big one i'd wind up at the end stages and i would say up until even up until like what nine two thousand eighteen 2018 or so I would say I still allowed that thought like in my sphere, in my radius of that thought of just getting deep in tournaments and getting unlucky towards the end. And it's like a mantra, it's like a, a bad spell that you create for yourself. Yeah, like a self-fulfilling prophecy after a while. 
Yeah, you, yeah, you create that, you know, that you're always just going to wind up deep in tournaments and get unlucky at the end. And you're talking about, you know, if, if you say the words that, that that's always happening to me, you know, maybe we don't really realize how strong those spells actually are. And so in like 2018, I started just getting more balanced little by little, uh, eating better, getting more exercise, not com not like talking about the past and you know, setting those bad spells for myself, uh, going in a good direction. And yeah, in, in these past years, I've finally, I've, I've learned, I learned, I've learned so much in the past few years when I started to really look at myself and other things, things that I was doing and where I want to go and what I want to be, because in that poker experience, you're in such like tunnel vision that I, I remember I would always think that I was killing it in all ways. And then I'm like, yeah, but all, you know, looking back at that person, it's like, yeah, but that person was only focused on poker. There was nothing else that existed. So do you feel like you've gotten a little bit more well-rounded in the last couple of years? And oh, for sure. Has that balance helped you, helped you play better and also helped you just across the board? Yeah, yeah. It's helped me. I would say definitely it's helped me think better. I haven't played so much poker in the last little bit. But when I did play, even after not playing for a long time, I really liked how I played in this one big event versus the other best players too. I didn't win anything in that time, but that's not how you quantify poker. It's about how you play because there is that, that variance factor. Did you come prepared and did you play well? And if the answer is yes, then you could never think anything else. That's just another weight that you could potentially hold yourself down with. And that's where, yeah, that's what I'm so interested in and focused on now is just getting in better shape, eating better, incorporating more exercise and, you know, yoga, qigong, balancing techniques and always learning. That's the, that's the thing that's so exciting in life. You know, there's so much to learn and, you know, it's, it's such a, a wondrous Play, it, it, it's like life is what you make it. You know, I really, it, it's, it's this way you set your mind, your temperament, it's what you believe in. It's, it's how you make it, you know, we're, we're master magicians, really, I believe. So in my, I, I want to make it with laughter, with love around, with joy, doing things that I believe in and going in the direction of just continuously being a better person. I mean, being a lifelong learner and trying to continuously learn, I think, is a real secret to not only being happy, but just to being a better you. And so for people that don't play poker, you know, I think they would look at what you do and just think, wow, you know, how do you withstand that amount of pressure? Uh, so do you have any advice for people that are, you know, they're not poker players, but they might be negotiating a deal or trying to get a higher salary or trying to have any advice to how to perform under pressure for people breathe through it and just realize that this stress and pressure that you know you feel is real it might just be a project projection of your thoughts and your mind you know i'm i, I believe the stress doesn't exist it's just what we create and i'm not saying that i'm an absolute master of never dealing with stress and never being frustrated but I'm continuously working on 
yeah, never feel, never feeling stressed because I feel like every problem has a solution. And if you can come with a clear mind, clear and open mind and just allow yourself to flow, you're going to run into that solution and have some more creative thoughts as opposed to feeling like you have to do it a certain way or you have to be a certain person. I think that always showing up as your unique self is the best thing for for your life in all ways and a lot of that might be just you know really looking in the mirror and asking yourself who it is that you want to be and then if you align yourself with that person and just believe in yourself you know what what stress about what you're just you're expressing yourself expressing your truth expressing you know, just just free flowing and be, being yourself in that way will and not I mean, I guess another important thing about that, too, is not being held down into what other people think or having any feeling or worry about what others are going to think. Yeah. And then I've been reading you could even do one better and not be affected by even the positive things that people say to you also. And I guess that really puts you in that place of Zen and flow, but starting with not, not accepting those ideas of negativity or judgment from others. It's really important. I mean, you know, having a sense of yourself and not accepting, you know, things people project on you. And then also just being able to move through life, knowing who you are. And I think that's probably one of the most important things. And I, you know, I've really enjoyed talking to you about that. So let me ask you another question. I got a bunch of weird questions that I'll just start asking you. It'd be kind of fun. So tell me something that you think is true that people disagree with you about. You no, know, I think that, you know, the world can be an unbelievably, you know, happy and harmonious type of existence in this lifetime. And I think that that could be bleak when you look at things right now, but I think that's just, that's another thing of you know, the power of the mind and if, if we believe in something. So it's like, for me, I guess, and I guess this all growth improvement, it's all connected to, to that, to, you know, wanting to create a, a happier, to be a part of creating a happier world and existence for everybody. I think that's a great, I can see how that would make some people really uncomfortable, but I think that's a great way to look at things. You know, you can, you can sit around and look at the world and go, Oh my God, none of this is ever going to work. Things are so bad. Or you can look at it like, no, things can be beautiful now. Yeah. I, I, I look at it like relating in that same way, like to poker, if you have that mindset that things are going to go bad, then they're going to go bad. And if you have that mindset that you can accomplish something, you know, that's also true. So what, what do you, what, what thought do you, what thought do you want to subscribe to is what, and, and the thing is that negative thought, it doesn't do anything for you regardless. So no matter what, you could just say by having a positive outlook and positive thoughts and vibrations that creates a happier life for me. So yes, naturally that does good for more, but just for yourself to not 
you know, because what, yeah, what is, uh, that's another important thing to have. What is being negative or not believing in goodness or love? What is that going to do for you in a positive way? Yeah, what are you going to get out of that? Yeah, it's interesting because the people that operate that way, where, you know, you believe positive things are going to happen and you move through life that way. It's not that you're just going through life with blinders on and you think no bad things exist. But if that's what you're bringing, then that touches the people around you. And, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. So I think that's a beautiful outlook, man. Now, what piece of advice has someone given you, like anyone, that really stuck with you? I would say the, mo the things that I learned the most without being words also are just, fortunately for me, from my parents. I learned, you know, from my dad just how, how he would give all of his energy to go and see patients all day. And he would always be upbeat. And every per if you ask any person who saw him, they would say that he was the best, the best kindest doctor that, that you could see. And, you know, then also me being someone very perceptive and seeing that it would just, it would drain him. And he was doing that essentially to take care of the family because five kids, only person, uh, work, my mom was always stay at home. And that's another thing, you know, that that was, yeah, th th like the way my parents were shaped everything that I am, because just from being like a young learner, I learned from my dad about selflessness and, you know, not really thinking about yourself, but doing something for a greater purpose and a greater reason and that can always change and evolve to something bigger as you evolve yourself. And then you know, my mom just always treating people well and just always wanting to do the right thing and real and also always speaking up or stepping up for something that's right. So just seeing those I would say that really shaped me into the outlook that I have on life. Yeah, that's a great answer too. I mean, a lot of times people have something that they can think of someone that someone said to them, other times it's what how people acted, and you learn a lot by the people you're around. You know, your parents sound like really great people. So, what do they think of your career? How do they like your professional poker career? I, I mean, um, they've definitely sweated it out during those ups and downs, <laughs> as parents do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The thing, the the reason why I'm able to express myself and I've been able to grow into the person that I believe in is because I would say that my parents. You know, they taught me a lot, but at the same time, they let me be my own person and they let me, yeah, go and go on my, ex trusting that, that I was a good person would make good decisions and let me learn for myself and go on this type of experience that I've been on where I don't think, unless if you have parents who allow you to be yourself and support you in that way also, I don't think that I could ever have been this person that I am today. Yeah. I mean, it must have been an awful lot of unconditional love because it's not like they were like, no, Bren, you're going to law school. My mom worried about it a little bit. Well, back to, back to the beginning, when I was playing Magic, even at, I, I couldn't have been older than 14. My, my parents let me fly down with some friends to a Magic tournament in Florida from New York. And just stay in a hotel um, and just go and play magic. And, 
you know, they, they always, yeah, just trusted me and let me, let me, let me do it. They certainly raised a really fearless, kind kid, man. I'll tell you that much. You know, my, my dad, he said that, you know, Hey, he's 17 years old and he's not out like drinking and doing drugs. Like, uh, like most kids are. So, you know, if he's on the computer playing poker, I see that as a win. Right. And also it's like, it, it's very hard to be good at poker. It's an extremely difficult skill. So, you know, obviously they saw a talent in you too and let you pursue it. It's not a very traditional job. I mean, we have a lot of people with a lot of different careers on our podcast and yours is definitely very different. Yeah. And then there, it's like, you know, I can remember the first time maybe I built up a bunch of money and lost it all. I was like 21 years old and I can remember the call with my mom. I remember it exactly. And I think I hadn't talked to her for like a week and we're super close. So me not talking to her for a week is a while. So she called me, uh, I don't maybe I called her, she called me this time and um, she said, hey, you know, uh, I just want to make sure that everything's okay because, you know, mom, she can feel when like, when something's up anyway, they, they always know. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I went on a big losing streak and I might've been 20 even at the time. It was the first time, yeah, I might've been 20. And yeah, cause I was in Vegas and I couldn't play even, I think. Yeah, 20 sounds right. And she just, you know, she just listened and gave me support. And she said, you know, as long as you're okay and that's that's good for me and, you know, good luck, be well, sending you love, kisses, you know, all all that uh, mom love. They knew you were being safe. And obviously your relationship to money is not what most people's relationship to money is. Well, the the other thing is, is, Actually, having money sitting in a bank would make me very uncomfortable because, you know, I choose to focus on some on, in one area and or in one way because I believe that that's the only way to really make an impact if you want to. But at the same time, if you look around, it's very clear how much suffering is going on in the world. So. I want that. And that's what really, that's what I love to be able to, to build something, to win something and to be able to build different mechanisms in different areas or different, or be a part of different projects. Yeah. You're really into helping people, man. I hope this, I hope this story doesn't embarrass you. I don't think it will, but you know, I noticed something and you know, before you and I became friends, that you did during the pandemic, you know, you obviously have amassed a pretty good amount of wealth, but you're one of your first instincts during the pandemic is you put something out on Instagram to like service workers, small business owners, right at the beginning of the lockdown where you were like, Hey, DM me and send me your Venmo. Cause I'm going to help at anybody that I can help right now. That was a, that was a pretty crazy generous thing to do, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be able to support and to help. And that's, that's the best feeling. That's why I see myself as so lucky because I, I see that as something lucky. I, I, I wouldn't see, I don't see making money as something special. I see the impact that you have on the people around you or on others or on a, a wider scale. I think that that's what defines the person that you are. Yeah. So you're not, you're not super attached to wealth or money. And I would say, you know, there's a lot of people, money just scares the crap out of them. 
You know, it's a, it can be a scary thing if you don't have enough of it. You've been there. Those those people are smart. That money scares the crap out of them because if you, you know, dedicate yourself to money and to power, you know, that's like an endless ladder that never stops. So there's just higher levels of it. And by, you know, putting all your energy to those things, that's going to, you're going to miss the, the, the important things of balance in life, like having happiness and love around you, because, you know, that's, they're completely different things. If you're focused on money, you start reaching higher levels where you start manipulating people for money and you almost, you almost like lose your, you see a lot of people that have, they, you can lose yourself very easily in that drive for having more and that greed just for, for having more. Good for you for looking at that way, man. I think that's a real credit to your, your mental strength and your emotional strength as well. So what do you think has changed the most about your career and what you're doing over the past couple of years? I think that a few years ago, I, it's like I had to play poker for just to survive essentially and to help the people that I've that I care about. And in the past few years, uh, since I've had all that success in poker, it's transformed into me being able to step back a little bit to evaluate everything that's important to me and to really continuously grow myself to try to become you know, the best per the, the best person that I can. It's always, I'm someone that you know, don't be hard. Uh, I'm I'm someone that's not hard on myself, but and and another word that I don't really like is to have expectations on yourself. But you can you can always put in your best effort or try your best and be happy with that. And as long as you're moving in the right direction, that's the most important. And I just I feel like I've opened my my mind in different areas and that's helping me you know not just deal with the everyday things in my life but just be a better person how big do you think intuition is for you everything i think yeah i think that's so undervalued just you know that first instinct of something but then you know being confident in that intuition but then also being open to information and being very open to being wrong and to having a different type of outlook with incorporating that new information. Man, that's, I'll tell you that thing you just said, I couldn't agree with that more. Like if you trust your intuition, but you're ready to change your mind, that'll get you so far in life. Because the, the problem a lot of times with people is they might have good intuition, but they're so stubborn about being right. They can't you know, their intuition turned out wrong and they can't learn and be like, wait a second, I was wrong. No big deal. Yeah. Could people have a hard time accepting that they were like wrong? Like it's a bad thing that they, you know, bestow some idea of perfection on themselves, which, you know, that's, that's an unrealistic thing to expect perfection from yourself. Expect that you're going to make mistakes. You know, I could never be here without making tons and tons and tons of mistakes. Yeah, right. You know, I think I made more mistakes than anyone else, like my age, maybe. Maybe they weren't the worst mistakes that had a negative impact, like, on my future. But, you know, making mistakes every day, over and over again, and just 
accepting that, you know, if, as if you're paying attention and you learn from those mistakes, that's what you can be happy about. Yeah. Well, I think you're a really resilient person. And I think that's one of the cool things that people can take away from this conversation is that, you know, if you fail and you get back up, it's about getting back up. You know, it's not about trying to avoid failing again. It's just like, you know, yeah, not letting anything kill you. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And it's just up to us to like get up every time we get knocked down. Uh, a lot of credit to you, man, because I know you've had a lot of ups and downs and you always get back up and keep learning. And I think that's really cool. Um, so, hey, I want a couple more questions and I'll let you go. This has been a blast. I could do this all day, but I'm not going to keep you all day. Um, so 2020 in the lockdown and, you know, the entire COVID experience, that had a big impact on people and it kind of stopped things. Um, so there's obviously a lot of things that people take away from it that were negative. But I always ask people, what was the silver lining of that for you? Since, since I had more time for myself, I was able to, you know, bring in much more balance. So I would say, yeah, it helped me so much in, um, in health and balance. So it, it was, a I would say it was a jump start for me. It was like, I could, you know, relax and take a breather a little bit and stay in the same place since I hadn't, for, I've been on the road so long in life. And it's crazy because yeah, it was on my way to Russia because I went to, I went to Russia somehow like when things just started to happen and there was a big poker tournament and I guess I just had it in my mind that I was going to go there and I remember telling my friend on the way there that oh, you know, if I just had 3 months to really just relax and you know, stay in the same place and kick things into gear like I'd really start killing it and then the next thing you know, it's total world lockdown. Yeah, it's been, I think it's been a huge learning experience for so many people. Everyone I talk to on this podcast has taken a different thing away from it. And, but also just gotten to a point where I think they're valuing their health and their, their time and their, you know, their mental health a whole lot more than maybe they were before. It's like everyone got to get off the gerbil wheel for a minute, which I think did us all a lot of good. Yeah, exactly. Last question. And, uh, you know, uh, I think this is a great question for you. If you could tell your younger self anything, what advice would you give to your younger self? Open your eyes and keep moving forward. And I'm going to throw in one bonus question for the, for the people who will watch this and want to kill me because I didn't ask you very many poker questions. Um, like, what would your advice be to someone that, that would think, hey, I can, uh, maybe I'll be a professional poker player and they're just starting out. What would you tell them? I would say I hope that you love it and you really want it because... You know, it's it's a it's a mountain to climb. It's a game that you know it's easy to learn a little bit and like a, a lifetime to learn a lot. I was having a conversation the other day about how many things you could apply from what you learn from poker to any other area in life. So by becoming good at poker or learning these different things or living these living this type of experience, you can translate that into any other area because poke what poker at its core is uh, problems over over and over again with incomplete information um, non-stop abstract problems so you can just relate solving problems to any area in life so if you train yourself just non-stop in solving problems and you have an open mind enough to 
to translate that same way of thinking into anything else, you're going to have an upper hand of the situation. That's really cool. I mean, it's a, there are so many poker analogies to life. And, you know, one of my favorites is always, you know, it's easy to play a great hand, but, you know, how do you, can you play a bad hand well? You know, I always, I always think of that one. And, you know, I play, I play a little poker, but it's a little like a guy who shoots hoops in his backyard talking to Michael Jordan. Um, you know, so uh, do you think like that or fortune favors the bold or playing a bad hand? Well, do you ever think of those things? You know, what do you, what do you think of those kind of poker truisms? Oh yeah. I see it like, you know, playing well in in a tough situation. So it's pretty much like the same thing. You know, I see that, that bad hand might be just the reality of what your life is right now. And you might just have to get through that, uh, you know, to increase your, your hand levels, <laughs> what type of hands you're getting dealt. That's just great life advice right there, man. So, hey, thanks so much for doing this. This was a blast. I really had a great time talking to you today. Well, of course. I knew it was going to be great. I know you got a ton of things in the works. When you when you got some more news and more things going on in your life, we'll have you back and you and I will talk more because uh, I love talking to you. It's so much fun. Yeah.